Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to another edition of Why the Muslim Woman. I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman and once again I'm pleased to be joined by my dear beloved brother, Colleague, traveling companion, Sheikh Nasim Abidi. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikum assalam. You managed to hold it. <laughs> I tried. It was close. <laughs> I did try, but then, yeah, it came out. The, the signature beginning for all of our programs is to start off laughing or smiling. And alhamdulillah, we've pretty much aced it seven times in a row. This is the eighth one. We've held back from, you know, laughing with the sound we can say, but it was there. We held it pretty good. Anyway, how have you been lately? I don't know who put this in, but this was like for Hulk or something. What's going on? Yeah, we've got some that's, strong people yeah, that come on the radio. Uh, oh, that's a, Especially that's the tech man. The tech man is uh, incredibly strong. That, that's something else. Yeah. Um, how have I been lately? Alhamdulillah, I've been good. I've been good, I think. Uh, think? Yeah, nothing uh, that I can think of which is uh, too negative, Alhamdulillah, besides some complaints from certain people in certain cities, we'll, but we don't need to get into that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Why not? <laughs> let's, let's get to it. Let's, let's, let's tackle it. Last time you were on with Brother Daniel, our guest from overseas, yeah. you were jokingly playing the Sydney Melbourne thing. Yeah. Um, and some brothers got upset. Yeah. What do you have to say? I sent them a nice recording saying, This is not from Islam. Uh, for a person to joke about any you know, things that he feels about and things that his preferences are and others, no issue. But to, uh, for a person to get offended and to hold it to heart and for me to say, for example, I support the Canterbury Banks and Bulldogs, which is one thing. What a joke. And I say, you know, we don't like Parramatta Eels, you know, because they're like our, you know, arch nemesis. They were, yeah. It's, it's it's one thing. But then for a person to say, you know what, like, I'm going to hate you because of it, or, you know, we're going to stop uh, giving each other salam <laughs> because you're a Bulldog supporter or you're a Parramatta supporter or something along the lines. No, but this is the idea too much, okay? Or someone says, oh, my favorite food is Thai food and your favorite food is uh, Indian food. And because of that, we, um, we're we going to have problems and I'm going to get upset. This is this is overdoing it. So uh, people, again, uh, the online world is a very, very, very ugly world, unfortunately. And these are from the natural consequences that you're going to do with where people uh, will take one thing that you've said and uh, unfortunately not look at it in the bigger picture and put it in context. And that's unfortunately what happened. The only people that know us, they know how we joke around about everything. I said to the brothers in Melbourne, I go, you got upset. Uh, I said things about Melbourne. I said, like, I'm from Busby. I'm from Liverpool. And all we do on the radio. Oh, no, let's not go there. (laughs) I go, all we do is smash. I smash uh, Abu Abdurrahman from being from Greenacre. And he smashed me from being from Liverpool. These are like little, any joking things. So, Yanni, some people, they got a little bit upset. But Alhamdulillah, I think the vast majority of them, they're, they're fine. And they know that. Things were a joke. I think they misunderstood one particular thing that yes. was said about Quraysh. Taban, you'd never liken the Muslims to the disbelievers of Quraysh. We were talking about the sum, the sum part. And this is again was part of the the joke with uh, Brother Daniel. But Alhamdulillah, I'm sure they're, they're fine, inshallah. Uh, just just a clarification. And we did mention that we still love them for the sake of Allah yeah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Clarification and a disclaimer we don't agree with your words in any way, shape, or form. We quite <laughs> love the brothers and sisters in Melbourne. And the tech man agrees. So shout out to everyone in the Melbourne. The tech man, the tech man should, I think, and be from Melbourne. He, he's got that well, we, persona where he could be from Melbourne. Yeah, well, he has some. He has some roots. <laughs> he has some roots <laughs> to Busby as well. So that's you know his judgment won't be that, the best. That's but that's another again, story. That's his, that's his good side. Oh, I, I highly disagree. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to all the brothers in Melbourne and all the brothers and sisters in the Liverpool area. 
Alhamdulillah, you live there and enjoy yourself there. <laughs> and we'll give you salam when we're passing through there. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> if we have to. Shout out to everyone and uh, let's get straight into it. Why the Muslim Woman Part 7. Maybe a quick recap of what we seven talked about last time. Eight. Eight. Recap eight. of seven and before. Get straight into number eight. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Last week, or last week, wow. Subhanallah, maybe it was like last program, last yeah, episode, last, yeah, like maybe like six months ago, we spoke. We started speaking about some of the consequences. So we're speaking about why the Muslim woman, for those that this is their first time listening, uh, speaking in general about you know why women are you know, so important in general, why women are targeted in general. Uh, we spoke about you know, some of the particular things of why specifically the Muslim woman. You know, after you break it down from women in general, why specifically the Muslim woman? The last program we started speaking about two of the consequences, which were uh, women comparing themselves to other women, which leads to a very, very, very high level of unhappiness in women. And we spoke about how uh, women are the unhappiest they've ever been in history. And these are any yeah, studies, academic studies and research papers that people can go back to and see if they like. And also we spoke about some of the societal diseases that happen. Okay, when uh, you do the consequences of what they want and what they've planned for women in general. Uh, and obviously now that the Muslim women are falling underneath that general attack, uh, how this is leading to so many societal diseases. And unfortunately, it's only going to get worse unless, again, we uh, ensure that we put a stop to it first beginning with ourselves, then our families, then the greater community, inshallah. And today, Bidnallah, we'll speak about the other two major consequences that we'll, we're going to uh, be speaking about as part of the bigger program. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more consequences, there's a lot more reasons, there's a lot more everything. But we're trying to you know, keep it as nice, compact and overarching as possible, inshallah. Let's get straight into the first consequence for today. The third consequence from the consequences is a lack of marriage, broken homes and unraised children. Allah Azza wa Jal, He created us and He put in us in a fitrah. He, like a natural disposition, things that naturally you as a human being, whether you're Muslim, non-Muslim, born a hundred years ago, born today, born in a hundred years time, etc., 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 that you have naturally placed in you. This is how you're programmed. From amongst the things that you're programmed to want is a relationship with the other gender. This is from the natural things that us Prophet created in us. The man has a desire to be with uh, women, and the woman has a natural desire to be with a man. And this is not just uh, a sexual relationship where you know you go and you're with a person for you know an hour or two and then you leave them and never speak to them again this is not what Allah created in us as a fitrah rather Allah Azza created uh, in us as a fitrah something that uh, you have where you want to be with someone and you want to be with someone more long term and you want to start a life with that person you want to live in a house together you want to have you know raise a family together you have rights and responsibilities etc this is part of the one of the the fitrah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed within us from a man's perspective uh, it hasn't changed as much the perception of marriage unfortunately where it has changed a lot is how they go about their search for marriage because the attack so far is not blatantly on the men the attack on the men which maybe we can speak about in a whole separate series inshallah is about making him less of a man making him less of a man. But in terms of his understandings, how he is, how he should be, etc., it's generally in for making him less of a man, which is a lot more of a subtle uh, problem. Whereas the female, they've changed how she's been for thousands of years. How the female has been for thousands of years, in the last few decades, this is you know, a complete change, a complete war on it. So 
The man understands, yes, I want to get married, I want to find a wife, blah, blah, blah. No issue. A lot of the women, the understanding of marriage has changed. The understanding of marriage has changed. The concept of marriage has changed. The openness in speaking about marriage has changed. The consequences as it's promoted for not getting married has changed. All of these things have changed. Example, in previous times, a woman, when she gets to a certain age, it's khalas. It's known that she's ready for marriage. Not only when she gets to a certain age, but also before that, preparing her for that day. Preparing her for that day. So from a young age, she was raised to be a woman who knows how to look after a household, who knows how to look after a husband, who's getting ready to raise children and the like, so that when she gets to the appropriate age for marriage, she's easily able to get married, inshallah, and she lives a very productive, fruitful life thereafter, bidnillah. Nowadays, the concept of marriage is being removed from females in general, and part of that problem, or a consequence of that problem is, they're not being raised ready for marriage. They're not being raised ready for marriage. And again, we are. I don't want to keep on saying it because I want our, mature, our listeners to be a lot more mature. We're not speaking about guy issues right now. So I don't want someone to say, oh, but guys also are not ready for marriage. Believe me, listen to any of my talks on any of these topics and you understand how much we smash the guys. We're not talking about guys right now. We're focusing on why the Muslim woman. So they've which, removed which the concept. Which should be evident from the title of the program. Yeah. Again, Allah what, what do they say? Uh, the problem of common sense is it's not very common. Uh, so a person having this concept removed from their mind, the, con- the concept of marriage, part of, the, part of the consequences of that is that they're not getting ready for marriage from a young age. When they're raised, they're not ready for marriage. They're at an age where it's peak, peak time for them to get married. They don't get married. We have a consequence that they live their lives, especially their prime years of marriage and childbearing abilities they live their lives not married they get to a point where now that fitrah starts to become overwhelming and now they're at a point in their life where they say now i want to settle down now i want to get married now the marriage has become higher on the priority list but there's a big problem and that's that i'm not going to say you've missed the train altogether but you're running very 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 late to the party and what happens is so many sisters are not getting married. So many sisters are not getting married. This is a very, very, very touchy, sensitive topic. But inshallah, Azza wa Jalla will take it step by step. And this is something that not you, know, you and I are coming up from ourselves. This is something that we see, whether we do with day to day in society, or a person can go and do their own research and find out whether it's for academic studies or otherwise that this is a fact that people are going through day by day. Teenage girls, teenage girls have a desire to be in a marriage or in a relationship. Teenage girls. No one denies this. In its purest form, this is marriage. We're not advocating marriage. We're not advocating anything illegal. By the way, FYI, in Australia, a girl can get married when she's 16 years old. As long as she's got her guardian's permission, she can get married when she's 16 years old. We're not worried about that. She needs a letter from the judge as well. Parents' permission with the guardian, court, yeah, the guardian, court, uh, and approved by the judge or something, isn't it? Along those lines, yeah. But it's legal; it can be done. And sexually speaking, any illegitimate relationships, any or any inappropriate relationships, she's allowed to have a long time whenever she wants. Which is problematic in and of itself. And that's, that's again, that's, that's what I'm issue. saying. Like you're you're allowing this, but in marriage you make harder. So these teenage girls, they have a natural want 
and a natural need for relationships. How do they personify those needs for a relationship? You find them, they end up, unfortunately, knowing I'm not going to be able to get married. Marriage is completely impossible. So I'm going to try and get to know someone from the opposite gender. I'm going to get to know boys. We know as men what boys want. If they don't want a serious relationship, they just want to muck around. They're going to get as much as they can out of that girl who's in her mid-teenage years or starting to get to later teenage years. She, they're just going to get as much as they can out of that girl and then not worry about her again. Okay? So this is a consequence. No strings attached. What, what's, this, what's this a consequence of her knowing she can't get married and her wanting naturally a relationship with someone and attention from someone? So what does she do? She puts herself out there. She talks to this boy, talks to that boy. She's trying to find a spouse. Okay, scientists today, a lot of them, they talk about why does a woman, you know, why would a woman even have multiple sexual partners where they say this is not her nature? It's not from the nature of a woman to have multiple sexual partners. The woman is someone that is content and wants to be with one person. A lot of scientists today, and these are non-Muslim scientists, so we don't necessarily agree or disagree, but part of the reasoning that they come up with is that she's trying to find that one partner that will stay with her. So even when she goes and has multiple relationships, her justification internally, without you realizing, is her trying to find that one partner to stay with. Whereas if a man, it's like no strings attached, they don't care. They'll you know, do what they do and then move on to the next one without that emotional attachment. Whereas a woman, she's looking for that partner. So this young girl starts talking to a boy, and this happens a lot. Starts talking to that boy. That boy now wants to up the stakes. So he'll say things like, you know, send me a photo or meet up with me here. So that young girl thinks she's getting the attention of this young boy. I'm getting the attention of this young boy. This young boy is, and he, he likes me, he's interested in me. And so the more I give him in her mind, the more I give him, the more he's going to like me, the more attention I'm going to get, the more we're going to be stronger in our relationship. So she sends him photos. She meets up with him. She commits certain acts with him. This person, if he respected her, especially now speaking in the Muslim community, if he respected her and he wanted to be serious with her, he would have went to her dad's house. I'm interested in marrying your daughter. The fact that he's not doing that shows that he's not serious. Not only that, he wants a woman when he gets married, he wants a woman that he respects. When you're sending him all of these photos, you're sending him all of these messages, these videos, you're doing all of these things, he doesn't respect you. He's not looking at you as a long-term partner. He's going to get what he wants from you and then he's going to say to you, Assalamu alaikum. He's going to move on with his life. Imagine what that does to the psyche of a 15, 16, 17-year-old girl. Imagine how damaged she becomes mentally and emotionally from this. Why do we have so many young girls, teenage girls, committing suicide? If not committing suicide, all of the stages before that, how many of them are self-harming? Like extreme cases of self-harm amongst uh, teenage girls, Muslim and non-Muslim. Obviously, alhamdulillah, in the non-Muslim community, it's worse because as Muslims, we're still somewhat conservative when it comes to these issues, but it's only going to get worse. And if you ever have those thoughts, you should seek help. Speak 100%. to someone. Don't, don't, let, don't play on those thoughts. Number three, which is part of that, is the amount of teenagers in counseling or whether it's like a counselor at school or it's actual like a, a counselor outside or a, a psychologist or psychiatrist and or on medication because of you know, the problems that they're going through. On top of, which is a big one, a damaged reputation. Because that guy, he's not going to keep a secret. He's going to get to all of his mates. Look at what this girl done. Look at what this girl said. Look at what this girl sent me. And now the girl, Haram, when she finds that out, her reputation is damaged. There's been so many stories of 
a girl sending photos to a guy, that guy prints off those photos and posts them at school. Or shares them on other groups. And again, our girls, because no one talks to them about these issues, are falling into this trap without them even knowing. Big, 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 big problem. Massive, massive, massive uh, danger that these girls are in, but no one is teaching them. So that's why we need to speak about these topics. We're still speaking about a lack of, all of this ties into a lack of marriage. This is a consequence. A girl now, why couldn't she get married? Why does she have to go for that? Because she can't get married. Her dad has made it 100% you're not getting married. Uh, finish your school, finish your university degree or start your career. Okay, we're going to go along with that. A lot of girls, for example, they want to choose um, an education over um, marriage. This is a, a choice. You're allowed to make that choice. The question only is, are you ready to do the consequences? Yes or no? Do you know the consequences? Yes or no? This is part of the problem. No one's teaching them. No one's telling them. What are some of the consequences? You want to finish your HSC, then go to university. Again, it's halal. If you, in the, in the general sense, it's halal. If you want to do it, you have that choice, but you have to do with the consequences. You go to university, what, what age are you going to finish your university degree? Let's say 22, 23, 24 years old. No problem. After university degree, no one says, I went to university for four years or five years for me to just sit on my backside. I'm going to go and start my career. I'm going to go start work. Okay. So now you're focusing on your career. Once you're focusing on your career, now you're, you've got the gist of things. Now your dad says, Ahlan or Sahlan, whoever would like to come and ask for my daughter's hand, you're more than welcome now. So the girl is yani, 23, let's just say 23, 24, 25. And now the door is open for her to get married. Mumtaz. Let's say the guys want to come now. Let's say this guy is 26, 27, 28 years old. The guy in reality, the guy who's coming to look for a girl to get married to, generally speaking, especially in our communities, what is the guy looking for when it comes to marriage? Is he looking for someone that's going to be like competing with him? Like he's a guy in the house and he's got another guy in the house? In the sense that, uh, look, I can't cook and clean. I'm going to work just like you're going to work. I don't want to have kids. You know, you might want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. I've got my career to focus on. Um, you can't tell me what to do. And they're already 25, 26, 27. Yeah. They're not 18. Correct. You, know. you can't tell me what to do because I don't need you. I can go do whatever um, I want to do. And if you don't like it, don't bother marrying me. All of these are conversations that people have and all things that they realize after they get married. Sometimes the dad himself comes and says, listen, my daughter didn't get a uni for you know, four or five years for her to sit at home. So you want to marry my daughter, you have to put up with these conditions. So the person says, you know what? There's a lot of risks involved here for me. This is, if you, that's what you want in your life, may Allah bless you in your endeavors. But it's not what I'm looking for in a wife. It's not what I'm looking for in a wife. I want you know, start a family. I want you know, my wife to focus on the kids. I want to have those traditional gender roles where my wife you know, it looks after the house and I bring in the income, blah, 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 blah. Before you move on, Sheikh Nassim, it's very important that these conversations on a side note I had before the actual contract and before you proceed with the marriage. Therefore, you can iron Extremely out the important. potential problems Extremely and that don't happen later. 100%. You know, that's, you know, if, if it's done in that way, alhamdulillah, at least each went their own way, making the heart for one another. But the problem is it's happening afterwards. 100%. Very, very, very important. So a lot of the time, the guy says, look, this is not what I'm looking for. And he moves on to other potentials and the girl you know is now also you know, going to wait for other potentials we said she's around about 23 24 25 what ends up happening 
every year she gets older, also the guys that are potentials become older. So if she's you know 25 years old, for example, she doesn't want a 19-year-old asking for her hand. Okay, She's going to want a guy that's older than her, more mature than her. A lot of these girls, by that age, 26, 27, 28, a lot of the boys are already married. A lot of the boys are already married. The question you ask yourself is, if a boy isn't married by that time, why? Why? If he's like 26 or 30 years old and he's not married yet, why? A lot of time he was married, but he's divorced. He was married, he's got kids. He's financially not married. He's immature. He's, he's got some... unable to get he, married, you he's mean? Got, yeah, he's got some, um, you know, maybe mental or emotional issues that, you know, he has to do with. Point being, he might not be the most suitable person for marriage. So now, as you get older, the pool of potentials start to become... Less and smaller. So now you've got these standards that you want to maintain because this is just how you grew up. This is how you, and you got yourself, what you put as expectations for yourself. You're getting older. The pool of potentials that are suitable for you are becoming smaller. A lot of them, they're already married. They're already married. If a guy is now, like, again, let's say she's 25, guys talk 26. Again, there's guys that are 26 that are not married for valid reasons and they're looking to get married. But who's his first priority? Is it someone who's the same age as him telling him, don't tell me what to do. Uh, I don't want to have kids right now. I'm going to focus on my career. Or is he going to go, hold on a second. I want to, I want to go younger than me. Who is going to like, like look after me, look after my house, raise my children. Not someone I'm going to have to fight with you know, 24-7 or I'm going to have to put my kids in you know, childcare and preschool and after school and with the parents and then raised on an iPad. He goes, I don't want my kids to be like that. I want someone to look after when I come home, you know, the house is nice and clean and the food is there. And we don't care what any you know, people say. People say, oh, this is backwards. This is traditional. These are gender roles. This is sexist. This is people's preference. If someone wants a girl that's working, no problem. They can be happily married to each other. No issue. If someone says, you know what? I don't want kids. Okay, that's your own class of people. No problem. You can have that. Choose that. But the majority of people, what do they want? The majority of people. Humanity up to you know, 20 years ago, what did they want? Let's not lie to ourselves. Now, let's not act as if Allah, we're the crazy ones. We know the hadith about the ghuraba, not because they actually are strange, but the, what they are upon is correct, but the people have become corrupt. So if someone is unfortunately upon that you know, corrupt way, or they have a different way of looking at how the world has been looking at it for thousands of years, then that's up to you. Now you do with those consequences and we'll live Alhamdulillah and happily ever after inshallah. These uh, sisters, a lot of them, they get to a point where they don't want to drop from um, their standards and a lot of the suitors, they're not appropriate you know, according to those standards and so now they even get older and older and older. A lot of sisters, 30 years old, 30 years old and plus, they had the ability to get married. They had the ability to get married, but they didn't get married for some of the reasons that we mentioned or others. That led to many of them now being in uh, severe depression and crying, literally crying, calling up some mashaykh and du'at and others, begging, saying, please, I want to get married. Find me someone appropriate. Tayyib, like you're 30 years old. Mashallah, 30 years old, potentially very attractive, They've got a, a very good job, etc. But who's available at that age? Who's available? If a guy's 35 years old, also, you know, professional, etc., 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 someone up to your standards, why hasn't he been married before? You don't want someone divorced. You don't want to be, you know, um, uh, 
be with someone that's already married. You don't want to uh, have someone with kids, etc. Why wouldn't that person be married? Usually there's something wrong with him. And you don't want that either. So we have a massive number of sisters 30 years and older who are not married. Not married and not because there's something wrong with them. Not because they don't have the ability to get married. No, they had the ability, but the time when it was for them to get married, it wasn't uh, unfortunately a priority for them. And so they missed it. And so now they're trying to play catch up. Now what ends up happening a lot of the time? Let's say a girl, she does get married about that 25, 26, 27 uh, age mark and she's got a lot of what she uh, what she, like she's gone to her university she started her career and she gets married to a guy like that she's achieved her goals that she she's achieved her goals that she wants and she gets married she finds a guy that's willing to do with her how many marriage issues do we see personally stem from that plenty divorce is usually not far down the track why because now there's a power struggle you know he's a, a man that you know, believe that he has authority in the house and the last say, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have, like, Miss Independent. I don't need you. I don't need you. I ask you to do something. You don't want to do it. I ask you to do something. You don't want to do it. It's not a very functional household. There's always clashes. A lot of the time, because of all the clashes, they're like, you know what? Stuff this. I didn't sign up for this. I got married because I wanted you know, tranquility. I wanted serenity. I wanted happiness. I wanted a partner. I've come in, and I've just got, like, an enemy in the house. She's an enemy to me, and he's an enemy to me. So they say, you know what, thank you very much. When I was single, this, the shaitan comes and says, when I was single, I went wherever I want, I ate whatever I want, I traveled wherever I want, without anyone telling me where are you, what time are you going to be home, who are you with, I don't want that, why is this like this? They had no no uh, responsibilities. I'm going to go back to that way. Divorce very any. Or uh, stresses in the marriage, like for example, kids. The guy wants to have kids or the girl wants to have kids, but then... Uh, sometimes the, the woman says no you know I'm not going to have kids because it can affect my work or it can affect my body whatever it is sometimes it's smaller number from what we personally experience but sometimes the woman wants to have kids but the man says no I married you when you're working because we want to pull our money and we want to achieve some some mm. sort of goal whether um. it's we want to buy a house or we want to travel you know biz, business class etc I need you to work because without you working the finances aren't going to be maintained so sometimes the man wants to have a child but the woman says no. Or sometimes the woman wants to have a child, but the man says no. So it causes so uh, um, pressure in the marriage. And this this is a big. This is not something like what do you prefer, Coke or Fanta? This is a real big issue. Like it's a, again, it's a want part of the fitra. I want to have kids. Sometimes worse than that, and this is like a sad. Like it's much sadder, where they get to an older age when they get married, like 29, 30, 31 years old. Then they finally get married after many times dropping many of their standards, and they try and have children, but their like reproductive organs are now um, not dysfunctional altogether, but it's a lot harder for them to have children. It's a lot harder for them to conceive. This is another like, sad consequence. Your body was has been you know, ripe for um, ha, you know, being childbearing for you know a long time, you know, and now you have it's over a decade, and you've you know repeatedly told your body. That don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. So your your organs got to a point where they said, you know what, don't worry about it. And unfortunately, when you, people try and have children, they can't get pregnant. And this is like very, very, very sad. You you speak to many you know brothers or sisters that can't have children, and wallah, it's like very upsetting. They're, they're very upset about it. They say, Alhamdulillah, this is the qada of Allah Azza wa Jalla, and Allah Subhanahu wa knows best why this is happening. But it doesn't take away the fact that it's something that's upsetting. You know. 
especially as parents, alhamdulillah, you can honestly say that when your parents told you when you were younger, you won't know until you have kids, it's a reality. You won't know until you have kids. A, a parent would not know the level of love he can have until he has children. And he thinks, subhanAllah, this is how my parents, you know, you think of me, and wallah, you feel bad for your parents and what you put them through. But you know, you know, having children is is a blessing you know, after Islam, which is very, very, very hard to come close with anything else in life. So this is something that a person naturally wants. I want to have children. And so you can imagine, or I don't even think you can imagine, to be honest, a person wanting to have children and trying to have children, and they're not able to have children. And then, you know, they have to go through a lot of processes like IVF, which is very invasive, and it's very expensive, and uh, it's, it's, it puts pressure. And then socially, there's some embarrassment or there's some you know, feeling of guilt or shame. You know, I can't have children, etc., etc., etc. So it's just, again, problems over problems over problems. When does a person come to this realization? Once everyone stopped caring about them. At the beginning, there was a lot of social pressure. At the beginning, there was a lot of parental pressure. At the beginning, there was a lot of you know, high aspirations. Now you're at a point, for example, you're in your mid-30s, 40s, you know, mid-40s even sometimes now, and everyone's moved on from you. No one cares about you anymore. You know, parents have moved on or maybe they've passed on. Uh, society doesn't even worry about you anymore. They're looking at the next generation. And so what are you doing now? You're sitting you know, a lot of the time alone, lonely, depressed. Everyone has moved on. Other people are married with kids. And it's only that one class, unfortunately, of people that have moved on. A guy, even if he's 30 years old or 40 years old, it's still quite easy for him to marry a younger woman and start a family. The older the woman gets, the harder it becomes. Not impossible, but the harder it becomes. And so you have a massive number of, of women, Muslim and non-Muslim, okay, Muslim and non-Muslim, that are 30 plus, not married, and they're, they're now unfortunately dealing with the consequences. They're dealing with the consequences, and there's a lot of loneliness, a lot of depression and the like. And, and, and it doesn't become easier for her to get married. Again, the world is telling her, you know, you're an amazing woman, you're the best woman, you're such a beautiful woman, guys would be, should be kissing your feet to be with you. And you know what? You're 100% correct. There will be, I guarantee you, you go online, you get outside, there'll be a hundred guys lining up to be with you. But for how long? How many of them want more than one night with you? Which is, a, which is very saddening. But as, as people that have intellect, we need to look at reality and say, this is reality. This is reality. Me believing this is white is not going to change the fact that it's gray. Or believing that this is red doesn't change the fact that it's blue. I need to accept the reality and be able to do with it. We see these consequences in society. What are we doing about it? What's changing? Are we dealing with it in the right way? For us to think, oh, no, no, no. When I get there, this is a human, uh, this is one of the, a human deficiency. We always believe that when it's going to be different for us. How many people do you know? They started off on drugs. They knew, they knew that other people became junkies because of that first cigarette or that first you know, smoke of weed. They thought this is nothing. They knew people became junkies because of it. But when they started on it, they said, oh, no, it's just a cigarette. Or it's just you know, a bit of it's just a bit of pot. It's nothing. They became junkies also. Because as human beings, we always have this mindset, oh, it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. And they fall into it. They know people have gambling addictions. They've lost their money. They've lost their houses. They've lost their wives and kids. Oh, it's only a little bit of money, but I'm not going to be like that. I'm more smarter than that. They start and they fall into it. Same thing with this consequence. Same thing with this problem. People think, oh, I'm not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that for me until they actually fall into it. So the smart person is the one that learns from his mistakes. The genius is the one from, the one that learns from the mistakes of. 
others. Sheikh Nassim, sadly, we've come to the end of today's program. Maybe we can summarize this consequence and we'll leave the consequence you want to talk about for our next program. This later. is any, such a big one, subhanAllah, that I'm so passionate about uh, because of how sad it is in, in society. The issue of people delaying marriage without a valid reason and then dealing with the consequences later. And the saddest part for me is that a lot of people don't even see it as a problem because they're not paying attention. It's not a priority in their life. And we haven't we haven't even finished that point. So I think the next one we'll we're gonna get after, time. inshallah. Um the sad reality is they're not even looking at it as a consequence or as a problem. And no one is no one is being honest with them because it goes against the narrative that the world is pushing today. That the woman goes, educa- gets education, starts her career, and the other stuff can she can worry about later. No, it doesn't work like that. A lot of people are going through major issues now. Don't be another victim of that same problem. You should see the reality and prepare for it. Marry as soon as you can. If you're mature, you're ready to go. As long as you're ready. As long as you're, you're married, get married go. as early as possible. You have the right Guys spouse. You have your deen. You'll never go wrong, bi'ibnillahi ta'ala. I'd like to thank Sheikh Nassim for being with us today and our tech man inside and all the brothers and sisters watching. Until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.